Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement podcast. On this show, I interview people from all over the world. Lately, I've been doing a lot of sermons from the divine. In our household, we worship the Holy Trinity, Father of all of us, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I share music with you that I create, that He inspires through me, because He lives and breathes within me. And uh, sometimes it's, you know, that created music from myself, from his inspiration. And sometimes it's a song that pops up in my memory that's tied into the sermons as I, I try to be myself. And uh, he loves it when his children are ourselves because he makes no mistake on his children. The mission here at Move Happy is to help empower you to find happiness from within. We help people with depression, depressed states, bad seasons, tough seasons. Uh, This is another tool in your toolbox. This is a free service to the world. I've been doing it since, I think I started recording episodes late 2018, and we aired the first one sometime in early 2019 with Mr. Krause, who's my high school choir teacher, who taught us how to dream bigger, and not just dream bigger, but to take proper action steps to have an outstanding life pursuing our dreams, which is a very American thing to do, and being good citizens and whatnot, contributing to the entertainment space. Uh, So uh, this morning I was just drinking some coffee, and I was listening to some worship and praise music, and then in the, the spirit of the day, I spend time with my Savior. I do whatever He tells me to do, because He's kept me alive for 37 plus years. And uh, a lot of people wanted to take me out in the last three years and not take me out on a date, take me out as in obliterate me off the face of the earth. But my God shall supply all my needs and he makes his people strong. And I married the best trained assassin last year. So I haven't been able to see my husband or communicate with him at all for a year and a half. It's been tough, but it is what it is when you're in a three-year contest where rich people sign contracts to steal from you instead of having you killed. That's the level of security I've been under for three years, so I've had to just suffer. But they've been tracing it all. (laughs) You can't trust nobody. (laughs) Uh, But you can trust the Savior, and he always, if you follow your calling, he always turns things around for your good, according to his purpose for your life. As I record this episode, it's actually my mother's birthday today, so I'm going to shoot a video later today once it's an appropriate time of day to record music and do a little shout-out. So if you know my mom, give her a shout-out. She's been living a life, a meek life, by choice. She's studied in the church. She's taught in the church. She's led worship in the church, Sunday school, women's ministries, prayer warrior, all kinds of things. She taught us in our household how to be blessings in the community and in the Beatitudes. And that's, if you're not familiar with uh, the Christian faith, that's where Jesus spoke to the masses. Let's see, Father. Okay, he's giving me a verse. I'm not sure if this is the Beatitudes, but he does that. He just, he whispers little verses to me. 
and then I go. Okay. This isn't the Beatitudes, but this is a good verse. Uh, Matthew 13, verse 5. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. This is talking about the parable of the sower. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. Keep reading, Father. Yes, he says. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. And uh, as I was drinking my little coffee this morning, he whispered to me, I want you to share another of the spirits that live within you. He's gifted me supernatural powers because I have chosen, as best I can, to focus on the two most important commandments that Jesus told us all to focus on my whole life. I've tried my best. I've been an honest citizen. I've been a hardworking woman. And I've tried my best to be respectful and show mercy to others as he shows mercy to us. And in early 2021, I was in my third address from being off-grid, provided security detail protections from the presidential teams that protect all the presidents. They all worked together to keep me alive in America because there's this organization called the Illuminati. There's this organization called Deep State that a lot of people try to deny is real and there's a the ccp of china i'm still and that's not all china that's just the communist evil communist party that has bought out a lot of our government leaders and i didn't know a lot of this stuff but i've learned because i've been forced to learn because i've been blocked from making money for three years in america and i have three businesses they forced me into homelessness three times i'm almost on my fourth time many rich organizations owe me a lot of money from my honest hard work, and I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one. I don't desire to have a lot of money to keep it to myself. I desire to help the poor. I've had that desire since I was a little girl because I've read the scriptures when I could understand how to read and remember what I read, and I'm an auditory learner, and we were in church every Sunday. We were in Bible studies every week. We were in youth group when I was in junior high and high school. Before that, I was in Awanas. We were at the YMCA as homeschool kids. And every Friday night, we had a late night when we were in junior high and high school. And they had a youth pastor or a community member would give us a sermon and tie it in and make it relevant to our lives to help us be good citizens. We had a DARE officer in sixth grade that taught us to stay away from drugs and alcohol and the RICO Act and be careful who we associate with. And I was surrounded by good leaders, good leaders that taught us how to be good citizens in America. And I've been an honest, hardworking woman. But there's been a lot of thieves, a lot of rich people that have been stealing from the poor, and the Lord has had enough. So he assigned me 
one of my spirits is Mother Teresa. And he told me that in my safe house, in my third address, with whom I believe was the top security man for President Trump. He never said who he worked for. But Biden's top guy, he told me. He told me he had just got sworn into office and he was a young dude and he had real loose lips and he shared way too much information. So he sent me what he said was I was getting protections and that they all worked together. No, he tried to use me as a musician, as a spy, because that's what the military has done in the past. And there's books that prove it. My uncle told me about it. My uncle married into my family and then my aunt died. He will always be family just because my aunt died doesn't make him not family. He's a professional opera singer. He trained under Pavrotti. Very high-level performer. My family, very successful people come from my family line. We are descendants of King David or people married into our family. My mother married into the family line of King David. She made a very good choice when she married my dad. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Mother Teresa you don't know and I'm also going to learn as well I looked it up on Wikipedia so it may be accurate it may be some of it's added because I think people can edit Mary Teresa uh, I'm not sure how to say the last name B-O-J-A-X-H-I-U and then it has M-C born on G-Z with two dots over the E Gonexi Bojaksu, I might be pronouncing that wrong, I do apologize, Albanian, born on the 26th of August, 1910, she died on September 5th, 1997, and of course they simplified her name as Mother Teresa, she was an Albanian Catholic nun, and the founder of the Missionaries of Charity, I dreamed of being a missionary when I was younger, I did a small mission trip to Mexico, um, in college, after I was raped from an army uh, ranger to get my mind off my pain. Um, it was only a week, though. And I said, man, that would be so neat to be able to do that more. But I didn't know how to start. I think the Lord loved my heart and my desire to do it. So he's created ways for me to be able to do it. So I'm going to read more about Mother Teresa. As I'm sipping my coffee. Mmm, that's some good creamer there. Born in school. And then part of the Ottoman Empire. At the age of 18, she moved to Ireland and later to India, where she lived most of her life. On September 4th, 2016, she was canonized by the Catholic Church as St. Teresa of Calcutta. The anniversary of her death is her feast day. Okay, so she was born, it looks like North Macedonia. There is a different name for it. Present day Skopje or Skopje. S-K-O-P-J-E. They had a different name. Yuskup Kosovo Violet. And the U has two dots over it. um, U-S-K-U-P. So I might be pronouncing that wrong. She died in Calcutta. West Bengal, India. And uh, that's my landlord. If you hear her yelling at her dog, her dog's a runner. 
And the neighbor down the street, we live in the country, the neighbor said, if the dog gets in, this is before I moved in, if the dog gets in my yard one more time, I'm going to shoot him. So we always put him on the leash, but sometimes she forgets her own rules. So she must have forgotten. <laughs> Patronage World Youth Day, Missionaries of Charity, Archdiocese of Calcutta. Her title, Superior General. Hmm, I didn't know that. Superior General. Interesting. Ooh, this is interesting. So her nationality. Ottoman, subject, O-T-T-O-M-A-N. I'm not sure what that is, but it says from 1910 to 1912, Ottoman. Serbian, subject, S-E-R-B-I-A-N, subject. Bulgarian, subject. So she was Serbian subject from 1912 to 1915, then Bulgarian subject from 1915 to 1918. Yugoslavian subject from 1918 to 1943, Yugoslavian citizen from 43 to 48, Indian subject from 48 to 50, Indian citizen from 50 to 97, Albanian citizen from 91 to 97, honorary American citizenship awarded in 1996. That's cool. I didn't know that. So it sounds like she was a subject because she was probably a woman and didn't have any rights in all these countries as they were having wars and whatnot. But they were like, okay, you're giving to the poor. You're being a good example. We want you as a citizen of our nation. <laughs> um, I don't know. She started the institute, but it says Sisters of Loretto, 1928 to 48, Missionaries of Charity, 1950 to 97. Senior posting period in office, 50 to 97. Success for Senior Nirmala Joshi. All right, here we go. Here's some of the cool stuff. Oh, my gosh. It's so neat. It's so neat. The everlasting life is so neat. Mother Teresa founded Missionaries of Charity, a religious congregation which grew to have over 4,500 nuns across 133 countries as of 2012. The congregation manages homes for people who are dying of HIV and AIDS, leprosy, and tuberculosis. The congregation also runs soup kitchens, dispensaries, mobile clinics, children's and family counseling programs, as well as orphanages and schools. Members take vows of chastity, poverty, and obedience, and also profess a fourth vow to give wholehearted free service to the poorest of the poor. And that, I think, is my desire is to help poor people in order to do that you have to have money flowing through and they've blocked me on purpose because of this contest the contract they signed for three years to pull out all these nasty people and prove that they have been discriminating against me as a Christian in America it is what it is very interesting Mother Teresa received several honors including 1962 Ramon Magasse Peace Prize and 1979 Nobel Peace Prize. Wow. A controversial figure during her life and after her death. Mother Teresa was admired by many for her charitable work, but was criticized for her views on abortion and contraception, as well as the poor conditions in her houses for the dying, of course. There's always going to be naysayers and people that aren't doing anything to help anybody. They're going to complain that you're not doing enough, right? Because there's there's 80, and this is what Mr. Krauss told us in high school, there's 80%. They're always going to be in the middle. There's going to be the top percent that are going to be leading people in a positive direction, and there's going to be the bottom 10% that are leading people 
in negative directions. You always want to be top 10%. You have the power within yourself to move people in positive directions. If you're going to be a negative Nelly, go hide in your house and don't talk to nobody. <laughs> All right. Um, her authorized biography written by Navin Chawla was published in 92 and she has been subject of many other works. On September 6, 2017, Mother Teresa and St. Francis Xavier were named co-patrons of the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Calcutta. Interesting. All right, so let's learn a little bit about her early life. So biography, I'm going to set my coffee down here. I always do this. It's warm, and then I forget about the coffee, and then I have to warm it up later, but it's okay. It's all right. The Lord comes first. Your early life. Mother Teresa's given name was Angie Contza. Might be pronouncing that wrong. Bojoksu is a cognate of Agnes. Gongsi means flower bud in Albanian. She was born on the 26th of August, 1910, in a Kosovar Albanian family in Skopje, Ottoman Empire, now the capital of North Macedonia. She was baptized in Skopje the day after her birth, which is a tradition in the Catholic um, Church. She later considered uh, 27 August, the day she was baptized, her true birthday. She was the youngest child of Nicole, uh, Nicole and Dranafila Bojaksu. Her father, who was involved in Albanian community politics in Ottoman North Macedonia, died in 1919 when she was eight years old. Wow, that's so sad. He was born in Prizren, today in Kosovo. However, his family from Mirdita, present-day Albania. Her mother may have been from a village near Gajukova, believed by her offspring to be Bishtajin. According to a biography by Joan Graf Glucas, Angizi was in her early years when she became fascinated by stories of the lives of missionaries and her service in Bengal. By age 12, she was convinced that she should commit herself to religious life. Wow, she knew her life purpose at 12. I knew mine at 14, so close, close in age. Her resolve strengthened on 15 August 1928 as she prayed at the shrine of the Black Madonna of Vitin, Vitina Litnice, where she often went on pilgrimages. Anjizi left home in 1928 at the age of 18, to join the sisters of Loreto at Loreto Abbey in Rathfarum, Ireland, to learn English with the intent of becoming a missionary. Now, in 28, we, if you are an American, you know the history. That was a very terrible time. We had a huge recession. Banks were shutting down. Lots of people were jumping out of buildings because of the uh, crash in the economy. It was a very tough time. Um, da, 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 da. Okay, so she was learning English. She she saw neither her mother nor her sister ever again. Aww. Her family lived in Skopje, Skopje until 1934 when they moved to Tirana. She arrived in India in 1929 and began her 
Navitate in Darjeeling. I don't know what that is. In the lower Himalayas, where she learned Bengali and taught at St. Teresa School near her co convent. She took her first religious vows on 24 May 1931. She chose to be named after Teresa de Lisieux, the patron saint of missionaries. That's cool. I didn't know that. She changed her name <laughs> because a nun in the convent had already chosen that name. She opted for its Spanish spelling, Teresa, T-E-R-E-S-A. Teresa took her solemn vows on 14 May 1937 while she was a teacher at the Loreto Convent School in Entali, eastern Calcutta, taking the style of mother as part of Loreto custom. She served there for nearly 20 years and was appointed its headmistress in 1944. Although Mother Teresa enjoyed teaching at the school, she was increasingly disturbed by the poverty surrounding her in Calcutta. The Bengal famine in, of 1943 brought misery and death to the city, and the August 1946 Direct Action Day began a period of Muslim-Hindu violence. Ooh, I didn't know that. In 1946, during a visit to Darjeeling by train, Mother Teresa felt that she heard the call of her inner conscience to serve the poor of India for Jesus. She asked for and received permission to leave the school. In 1950, she founded the Missionaries of Charity, choosing a white sari with two blue borders as the order's habit. On 10 September 1946, Teresa experienced what she later described as the call within the call when she traveled by train to the Loreto Convent in Darjeeling from Calcutta for her annual retreat. I was to leave the convent and help the poor while living among them. It was an order. To fail would have been to break the faith, Joseph Langford later wrote. Though no one knew it at the time, Sister Teresa had just become Mother Teresa. She began missionary work with the poor in 1948, replacing her traditional Loreto habit with a simple white cotton sari with a blue border. Mother Teresa adopted Indian citizenship, spent several months in Patna to receive basic medical training at Holy Family Hospital and ventured into the slums. She founded a school in Mothajil, Calcutta, before she began tending to the poor and hungry. At the beginning of 1949, Mother Teresa was joined in her effort by a group of young women, and she laid the foundation for a new religious community helping the poorest among the poor. Her efforts quickly caught the attention of Indian officials, including the Prime Minister. Mother Teresa wrote in her diary that her first year was fraught with difficulty. With no income, she begged for food and supplies and experienced doubt, loneliness, <sighs> and the temptation to return to the comfort of convent life during these early months. Uh, the Lord just touched my heart reading that because that's exactly what I experienced when I launched Aaron Nicole Ministries, but I was obedient. I was obedient to him, and I know we got 26 days left of this ridiculous contest. Our Lord wants me to be a free nun, covered with the poverty of the cross. This is uh, an excerpt, I think, of her journal. Today I learned a good lesson. The poverty of the poor must be so hard for them. While looking for a home, I walked and walked till my arms and legs ached. I thought how much they must ache in body and soul, looking for a home, food, and health. Then the comfort of Loretto, 
her former congregation, came to tempt me. You have only to say the word, and all that that will be yours again, the tempter kept on saying. Of free choice, my God, and out of love for you, I desire to remain and do whatever. Be your holy will in my regard. Amen. I did not let a single tear come. Wow. Wow. And that's true. The tempter can, can even use the temptations of coming back to an easy life, of surrounding yourself among believers. But if you believe that you've been called into missionary work or you believe you've been called to do something to change history in some capacity in your area of how you were designed from the Father, you need to trust yourself and trust in His Holy Spirit nudging and speaking to you. Um, I've had to... Oh, man. When I received protections in 2020, October, he said, why don't why don't you just quit? Because he knew they were advising him to sign the contract to steal from me. He said, why don't you just quit this thing? You obviously, you got a hit put on your life in 18 months. You're going way too fast. Why don't you just quit? I said, because I'm obedient. He said, what do you mean you're obedient? I said, the Lord assigned this to me in 2018. Then he started taking me seriously. He says, so what if you died? What if you died being obedient to this calling that you believe? How do you know it was from the Lord? He was testing me. I said, you know, when you have an experience with the Lord, it's unexplainable. He came into my bedroom. He showed me my three pillars of my business. He gave me my life mission assignment. I'm clear on my assignment. I have zero doubts. He said, what if you died? I said, then I've lived a good life. He's like, you're nuts. He said, you have to think about other people that are involved now. Because if you... Or growing this thing, you might harm other people in the process of trying to win this contest. I said, it's not about winning a contest. It's about being obedient to my faith system and choosing love. That's all I've done. These people tried to get me to join their cult, the Illuminati. In 2018, in 2019, they sent a fake minister over a year. We are in the end times. People wake up. Wake up. The Holy Spirit protected me and sent me the best protection the best, not some mediocre protection, no, the best security protections, presidential protections. I didn't ask for help. They sent me on purpose to receive protections. All presidential security teams protected me in 2020. Half of them tried to cover it up though, because I'm sure their leader was very upset that they broke the rules. <laughs> but the Lord causes people to be good to me. And I have Mother Teresa's spirit living and breathing within me. That's what, the, that's what the Holy Spirit revealed to me. In my third address with the top security man that protects America. And he would never brag about it. He's a humble man. He didn't want any credit. And that's what these men and women do. They are veterans and first responders. I don't know any of them in this organization, except for the two, the one that I met from Biden's team and the one that I met from Trump's team. Biden's team, they weren't strong enough. So they sent me on purpose to Trump's team to receive the best protections because Trump is a businessman and he hires the best. When you have more money, you can pay better to your people. <clears throat> and, and Trump cares about the middle class citizens. 
He cares about America. He's a true patriot. He is our commander-in-chief, whether you believe it or not. He signed ordinances in 2017 or 2018 before he left office. How do I know that? Because people in my community, they share things with me and update me to keep me up to date. The Lord loves me and favors me because I love other people and I desire to help the poor. That is the truth. I desire to help people reach their dreams because there's been a lot of people that have helped me reach a lot of things in my life. We are not islands unto ourselves. <sighs> Father, do you want me to read more about her or put a pause on that? He says, read a little more or I must sip a little more of this coffee. Mm. All right, on October 7th, 1950. So 1950, my mother was just born a couple weeks before that. Mother Teresa received Vatican permission for the diocesan, I don't know how to say that, congregation, which would become the missionaries of charity. In her words, it would, it would care for the hungry, the naked, the homeless, the crippled, the blind, the lepers, all those people who feel unwanted, oh, unloved, uncared for throughout society. People that have become a burden to the society and are shunned by everyone. Wow, what a beautiful soul. In 1952, Mother Teresa opened her first hospice. Wow, I didn't know that. With help from Calcutta officials. Hospice is where you go to die. Hospitals in your last... A few weeks, usually, a few days, sometimes a few months. It just depends. She converted an abandoned Hindu temple into Kalagat, home for the dying, free for the poor, and renamed it Kalagat, the home of the pure heart. Uh, and then it has parentheses, near mall, ride. Those brought to the home received medical attention and the opportunity to die with dignity. Oh. In accordance with their faith. Wow, this is beautiful. I'm just taking a moment because I I married my hero last year who protected me. So he could die with dignity. And they tried to kill us in America. They tried to kill us by threatening my former business partner. They destroyed my business. They blocked my invites to my free concerts for veterans and first responders. And then they threatened her to disassociate from me for a year. I knew her for seven years. They threatened her to call out of the blue and then traced a phone call. And I had to move out of my brand new husband's house. It's been the worst three years of my life. And it's been terrible to see how they treat veterans. They don't care. They don't care about veterans. They don't care about people with depression. But we're going to drain the swamp. Yes, we are. I'm going to get back to reading this. <clears throat> Muslims were read the Quran. Hindus received water from the Ganges. And Catholics received extreme unction. A beautiful death. Mother Teresa said, is for people who lived like animals, to die like angels, loved, 
and wanted. I love how he cares for all of us. I had no idea. I didn't read any of this stuff about her. I had I had gotten her book, her autobiography. Well, actually, it was a biography. Somebody else wrote it from the library a couple of years ago in the Clarksville Library, but I uh, wasn't able to finish the book. I had to return it. I was working 12 to 14-hour days at the post office at that time, I think, is when I, when I um, got it, when I lived with Kyle and his... Uh, His wife that he had divorced had moved back in. They got remarried. See, anything is possible. She opened a hospice for those with leprosy, calling it Shanti Nagar, City of Peace. The missionaries of charity established leprosy outreach clinics throughout Calcutta, providing medication, dressings, and food. The missionaries of charity took... In an increasing number of homeless children, in 1955, Mother Teresa opened Nirmala Shishu Bhavan, the children's home of the Immaculate Heart, as a haven for orphans and homeless youth. Wow, she did a lot. That's cool. The congregation began to attract recruits and donations, and by the 1960s, it had opened hospices, orphanages, and leper houses throughout India. Mother Teresa then expanded the congregation abroad, opening a house in Venezuela in 1965 with five sisters. Houses followed in Italy, Rome, Tanzania, and Austria in 1968, and during the 1970s, the congregation opened houses and foundations in the United States and dozens of countries in Asia, Africa, and Europe. That is why she was taught in our history books, because she changed the world, because she was obedient to the Father. Wow, that's so cool. And she respected people's different faith systems. I don't know if you heard that in the in the uh, the hospice. She read Hindus from their Hindu Bible. She or not Bible, their um, Hindu scriptures. She read to the. Let me go back. She read to the Muslims. She read them the Quran. She didn't try to convert them. She allowed them to die with dignity with whatever faith system they chose. And that is what the Lord told me was my assignment in 2018, was every year we were going to have annual events with a variety of faith systems under one roof, all with the intention to help people learn how to become empowered from within to find their own happiness. And that is why a lot of people have been threatened by me because they try to on purpose cause division based on how you identify your faith a lot of people are extremists in their belief system they're so extreme in that they lack the ability to have any love for other people and love is the most powerful force in the world Mother Teresa had love within her she had the father's love Wow. The Missionaries of Charity Brothers was founded in 63, and a contemplated branch of the sisters followed in 76. Lay Catholics and non-Catholics were enrolled in the co-workers of Mother Teresa, the sick and suffering co-workers, and the lay missionaries of charity. 
Responding to requests by many priests, in 1981, Mother Teresa founded the Corpus Christi Movement for Priests. Wow. And with Joseph Langford founded the Missionaries of Charity Fathers in 1984 to combine the vocational aims of the Missionaries of Charity with the resources of priesthood. By 1997, the 13-member Calcutta congregation had grown to more than 4,000 sisters who managed orphanages, AIDS hospice, and charity centers worldwide, caring for refugees, the blind, disabled, aged, alcoholics, the poor, and homeless, and victims of floods, epidemics, and famine. By 2007, the missionaries of charity numbered about 450 brothers and 5,000 sisters worldwide, operating 600 missions, schools, and shelters in 120 countries. Wow. That would be neat to do something like that. After 18 months after he had come into my bedroom and shown me, he had opened the heavens and shown me my vision for Move Happy. I didn't even have that as a business name. I had a firm queen. He told me, you're going to change your business name to Move Happy. Your three pillars are mindset, community, and fitness. Your life mission is to help empower people to find happiness from within. You're going to do annual events starting the first event in America. And 18 months after that, we had the shutdown. And all of these rich pharmaceutical industry, musical industry professionals reached out to me for my network. And they created an online experience because there were no in-person events because of the pandemic, the pandemic. I had been speaking it into existence for 18 months. And these people from the Illuminati wanted me to join their cult multiple times. I got them to spend money and invest and to create an online experience. And they reached out to me for my network and got me branding on their website. They profited off of it. I didn't have any money. They made a lot of money. And that's okay. That's what I've learned is that nothing belongs to us. Thou shalt not covet. And the Lord knows whose ideas were stolen, who profited off of what. The Lord protected me from being associated with some of these organizations I imagine are involved in the child abductions, in the Epstein scandal. The Lord protects me, protects my reputation. And I do things that the Lord tells me to do. I am obedient to his calling. I mean, we're talking big names. Kennedy Foundation, Johnson & Johnson. 65 other organizations. Ariana Huffington, Deepak Chopra. They were the head lining acts. And the people that reached out to me supposedly fund alternative research. They were going to fund my research. They kept verbally telling me things over the phone. They weren't following through with signing contracts. So we don't have any partnership. I was going to give them 100%. 100% of any money I made and just not even keep any of it because the Lord healed me completely after 18 years of suffering because I thought that that was just going to be my life and that I would always struggle with negative thought patterns until I learned through leaders that worked with Mother Teresa, 
Tony Robbins actually got to volunteer and work with her and meet her. I learned how to heal my mind from within by changing how I think. You have to take these thoughts captive. Thoughts are not you. Thoughts are not you. Habitual thoughts that are regularly in your mind you need to own up to, take responsibility for, capture them, speak of them aloud and say that they're not true and lay them at the feet of Jesus and ask him to heal you and he will. And that is why these people have been threatened by me. That is why they've tried to kill me multiple times and that is why my husband, my hero of 2020, who is very spiritually connected to the Father, wanted to marry me right away because he knew I was being obedient to this calling on my life. He tested me in multiple ways and his buddies, I call them my warriors of light. They have been looking out for me since October 2020. Anytime they want to, they can come in and look into my tech. I gave them all permission to do it. What I didn't know was there was a lot of evil people that had been bought out that were blocking me from helping people. But they had to allow it to happen, to, to drag these little rats out. These evil people that don't care about the poor, that don't care about their citizens, that have forgotten their responsibility as leaders. I don't desire to keep a lot of money. I desire to help the poor, to be a missionary, to create and release therapies. Mother Teresa's spirit lives within me. One of three spirits. I spoke about Joan of Arc earlier. Her. Mother Teresa's spirit of missionary work lives and breathes within me. My team of interns, when I launched my first time ever hiring people, three continents after one post, all three of my interns. We had a couple turnover because they... We were learning how to facilitate and lead it. I had a business development manager out of India who was an IT man. He lied to me, said he was he did this for 10, 12 years, connected university interns to businesses. Now he wanted his son to come to America and study in America. So he lied to me in order to try and get an exchange. It is what it is. It was a learning experience for all of us involved. All three of my interns. We had four at one point and we lost two. Uh, they were all from India. I didn't think too much about it until the Holy Spirit said, no, Mother Teresa. Well, she had a passion for Indian people. And back then, India was a very poor country. America is a very poor country now because of all the attacks since the pandemic. So my missionary work, I imagine, will be mostly in America. But I will go wherever the Lord sends me. He told me a few months ago that I was to put all of my belongings on Marketplace for sale. Get rid of all my belongings. And I did. I was obedient. And then all of these weirdos started messaging me. Not through Marketplace. They wanted to meet with me and find out where I lived. 
that was a test. I believe the Holy Spirit wanted to prove to all the people that look out for me on my tech that I am being targeted. They are persecuting me in America because I refuse to join this Illuminati cult that they deny is real. It is very real. It has been very scary in the last three years, but fear is not of the Father. They force little children to be in fear, and then they kill them and drink their blood to stay looking younger. It is a satanic practice. They tried to force me into their cult. They tried to bribe me. They tried to do all kinds of things, and when I refused to join them, then they paid to have me killed and tried to ruin my entire life. These people have bought out a lot of our government leaders, and they've used me as bait to pull them out. It's been very sucky for me, but we've got 26 days left of this stupid contest. It sucks being a woman. Men will use you however they, they choose, but my husband, he covered and protected me. And they tried to destroy our marriage. But love, love is the most powerful force in the world. You can't stop me from loving my husband even when he lied to my face and told me he wanted a divorce. I filled out the the uh, divorce paperwork. I tried to get an annulment. We were married for 19 days. And I was forced to move out of my house. Otherwise, they would have killed us both. He told me he wanted a divorce seven times. All a bunch of liars. It was all a part of the game. All a part of this contest. To test me in every single angle possible. To see if I really am the chosen one. They've used me. American military. That's the fucking truth. The Lord doesn't like liars and deceivers. Every single one of you that's lied to me will have to speak to your maker. On your death day. I've been truthful. I tried to give my husband dignity in his last few years of life. American military doesn't care about their security teams. That's what I've learned. I bring you the truth. We are supposed to respect our elders. We are supposed to respect the vulnerable. Our country was founded on Christian principles. And we are not supposed to judge anybody on their belief system. That means that Christians can't be persecuted in America. But I've seen, I've witnessed, and I've been blocked from making money. And they ruined my marriage. A year and a half, I've had to suffer. And my husband hasn't been taken care of. I hope he has. I pray for him every day. I tried to text him one time last year, and they destroyed my phone. They hack into my computer anytime they want. They turn off my websites anytime they want. That's communism. Poor leadership. They turn off my social media apps anytime I want to prove to me that I work for them. America isn't free. If I don't say what they like me to say, they shut it off. That's communism. They like to project to the media that we're a free nation. We haven't been free for a long time. Communists have taken over America. I am owed a lot of money from a lot of rich organizations, and I'm about to be very rich, and my husband will be returned to me. 26 days. 26 fucking days. Don't waste my life anymore. 
the Lord says, in your anger, do not sin. People have been murdered for this stupid contest. People have taken this contest way too far. And my husband had to make sure that I wasn't involved. And his buddies had to test to make sure that I wasn't involved in the treason that Biden's team committed. They made very poor choices to try and use me as a spy and lie to me and tell me that I was getting protections and lie to me and tell me that they all worked together. They made very poor choices. All the major news outlets in America and Europe have the evidence of the sheriff's report. If I don't win this contest, if we don't have this meeting in 26 days or sooner, they have my permissions to release the truth. The top security man of Biden's team, multi-million dollar nonprofit business owner, president of the defunded Blackwater Alumni Group. I'm sure they removed his title to cover up their trail, but if this meeting doesn't take place, he and his battle buddy Their names are in the sheriff's report. He didn't think this through when he accepted the payment and received over 800 to 850 acres to ruin my reputation in public. I had to deny him twice on a fake date. In the middle of the day, he asked me to perform oral sex, a veteran and first responder, a married man, I didn't know he was married. He lied to my face. Men have disrespected me my entire life. I was trained in the church and by my father. By society standards that I have to both control my own thought patterns and the thought patterns of men. Now it's time for men to step up and take responsibility for their choices to try and damage women's reputations in America. Nothing is new in the world. Nothing is new. They even tried to test Jesus. And they caught a woman in the act. Where was the man? If there was an act, it takes two to have an act. Nothing is new. Mother Teresa vowed, to have her, uh, you know, chastity to not have sex. I was forced into sex slavery as a child. I think that's why the Lord gives me grace. Because I was trained as a young little girl, three-year-old, to start learning how to have sex. It happens. It's common. It shouldn't be acceptable. In this organization, they know it because they profit off of sexualizing little girls and little boys. And they sell their organs. And at the top tier... What's that, Father? Oh, they just raised their price. For a four-day weekend excursion, 
$27 million to sacrifice one child. That's sick. So freaking gross. They have so much money, they aren't sharing with the rest of us. You shouldn't have to work multiple jobs and miss time with your family. That's slavery. A lot of these rich people are going to be broke real quick. They're going to know exactly what it's like to beg for housing assistance, to beg for food. That's what the Lord told me. I ain't going to cry for nobody because he told me not to. Back to the story. International charity. Mother Teresa said, By blood, I am Albanian. By citizenship, an Indian. By faith, I am a Catholic nun. As to my calling, I belong to the world. As to my heart, I belong entirely to the heart of Jesus. I love that. She was fluent in five languages. Wow. Bengali, Albanian, Serbian, English, and Hindi. She made occasional trips outside India for humanitarian reasons. These included in 1971 a visit with four of her sisters to uh, Troubled Sarah Belfast. Her suggestion that the condition she had found justified an ongoing mission was the cause of some embarrassment, reportedly under pressure from senior clergy who believed the missionary traffic should be in an other direction. And despite local welcome and support, she and her sisters abruptly left the city in 1973. At the height of the siege of Beirut in 1982, Mother Teresa rescued 37 children trapped in a frontline hospital by brokering a temporary ceasefire between the Israeli army and Palestinian guerrillas. Wow. Accompanied by Red Cross workers, she traveled through the war zone to the hospital to evacuate the young patients. When Eastern Europe experienced increased openness in the late 1980s, Mother Teresa expanded her efforts to communist countries, which had rejected the missionaries of charity. She began dozens of projects, undeterred by criticism of her stands against abortion and divorce. No matter who says what, you should accept it with a smile and do your own work. <laughs> I like it. She visited Armenia after the 1988 earthquake and met with Soviet Premier Nikolai, uh, looks like, Reisikov, I might be pronouncing that wrong, I apologize. Mother Teresa traveled to assist the hungry in Ethiopia, radiation victims of Chernobyl, and earthquake victims of Armenia. In 1991, she returned to Albania for the first time, opening a missionaries of Charity Brothers Home in Tirana. By 1996, the missionaries of Charity operated 517 missions in over 100 countries. The number of sisters in the missionaries of Charity grew from 12 to thousands, serving the poorest of the poor, in 450 centers worldwide. The first Missionaries of Charity Home in the United States was established in the South Bronx area of New York City, and by 1984, the congregation operated 19 establishments throughout the country. Declining health and death, Mother Teresa had a heart attack in Rome in 1983 while she was visiting Pope John Paul II. Following a second attack in 1989, she received a pacemaker. In 1991, after a bout of pneumonia in Mexico, she had additional heart problems. Although Mother Teresa offered to resign as head of the Missionaries of Charity in a secret ballot, the sisters of the congregation voted for her to stay, and she agreed to continue. Hmm. They said, we need you still. Wow. In April 1996, Mother Teresa fell, breaking her collarbone. Oh my gosh. And four months later, she had malaria and heart failure. Malaria in 96. Can you believe that? 
Although she underwent heart surgery, her heart was clearly declining. According to Archbishop of Calcutta, Henry Sebastian de Souza, he ordered a priest to perform an exorcism. Interesting. With her permission, when she was first hospitalized with cardiac problems because he thought she might be under attack by the devil. Oh, wow. On 13 March 1997, Mother Teresa resigned as head of the Missionaries of Charity. She died on September 5th. Hmm. Reactions. Mother Teresa lay in repose in an open casket in St. Thomas, Calcutta for a week before her funeral. She received a state funeral from the Indian government in gratitude for her service to the poor of all religions in the country. Cardinal Secretary of State Angelo Sodano, the Pope's representative, delivered the homily at the service. Mother Teresa's death was mourned in the secular and religious communities. Prime Minister of Pakistan, Nawaz Sharif, called her a rare and unique individual who lived long for higher purposes, for a long life devotion to the care of the poor, the sick, and the disadvantaged, was one of the highest examples of service to our humanity, according to former UN Secretary General Javier Perez de Cuc I don't know how to say his last name. She is the United Nations. She is peace in the world. Recognition and reception. From the Indian government under the name of Mary Teresa Bojaksu, Mother Teresa was issued a diplomatic passport. She received the Padma Shri in 1962 and the Jaha. All Nehru Award for International Understanding in 1969. She later received other Indian awards, including the Bharat Ratna, India's highest civilian award, in 1980. Mother Teresa's official biography by Naveen Chawla was published in 1992. In Calcutta, she is worshipped as a deity by some Hindus to commemorate the 100th anniversary of her birth, the government of India issued a special, uh, there's some symbol there, five coin, the amount of money Mother Teresa had when she arrived in India. Wow. On 28 August 2010, President Bratiba Patil said, clad in white sari with a blue border, she and the sisters of missionaries of charity became a symbol of hope to many, namely the aged, the destitute, the unemployed, the diseased, the terminally ill, and those abandoned by their families. Indian views of Mother Teresa are not uniformly favorable. Arup Chatterjee, a physician born and raised in Calcutta who was an activist in the city slums for years around 1980 before moving to the UK, said that he never even saw any nuns in those slums. His research involving more than 100 interviews with volunteers, nuns, and other familiar with the missionaries of charity was described in a 2003 book critical of Mother Teresa. Chatterjee criticized her for promoting a cult of suffering and a distorted negative image of Calcutta, exaggerating work done by her mission and misusing funds and privileges at her disposal. There will always be naysayers. According to him, some of the hygiene problems he had criticized, such as the reuse of needles, improved after Mother Teresa's death in 1997. 
they didn't know back then before they um, had the uh, scientific knowledge about how you could transfer diseases through needles. That's why, I mean, doctors used to not wash their hands and babies would die from childbirth. Because doctors didn't wash their hands. They started making changes to standards and protocols because doctors were killing people. And one person. You can't trust nobody. Trust science. Trust the Lord. He reveals things to his children. Mother Teresa, good woman. Bigosh, Ranjan, Bhattacharya, mayor of Calcutta from 2005 to 2010, said that she had no significant impact on the poor of this city, glorified illness instead of treating it and misrepresented the city because they were embarrassed that she was helping the poor. And they didn't want the poor to be advertised around the world. But Jesus said to feed the poor, to help the poor. She was following her faith system. No doubt there was poverty in Calcutta, but it was never a city of lepers and beggars, as Mother Teresa presented it. <laughs> That's what the enemy loves to do. Hide the truth. On the Hindu right, the Bharitaya Janata Party clashed with Mother Teresa over the Christian Dalits, but praised her in death and sent a representative to her funeral. <laughs> So he was jealous of her while she was alive, but then he felt bad after she died. That's the conviction of the Holy Spirit, I think. Vishwa, Hindu Parishad, however, opposed the government decision to grant her a state funeral. Secretary Giriraj Kishore said that her first duty was to the church and social service was incidental, accusing her of favoring Christians and conducting secret baptisms of the dying. That's, that's, that's the enemy trying to cause division through religion. She gave people dignity in their dying days. That's what I've dealt with in the last three years. They tried on purpose, this Illuminati group. They sent a PhD in divinity. She caused division on my team. She had something negative to say about everybody. But she also told me she had access to all the money in the world. And she said, Aaron, I don't have money, but my husband can speak to the elders of our private church group. I can't make any promises, but they've funded people's businesses and provided them housing for five years. I want you to create an Excel spreadsheet and send me all your business plans. And then she paid to have me killed. Yeah, all the riches in the world are satanic worshipers in private. You can't trust nobody. That's what I was trained. I'm a top security man that protects our real president, the commander-in-chief. In the front-page tribute for Indian Fortnightly Frontline, dismissed the charges of patently false and said that they had made no impact on the public perception of her work, especially in Calcutta. Praising her selfless, caring energy and bravery, the author of the tribute criticized Teresa's public campaign against abortion and her claim to be non-political. In February 2015, Mohan Bhagwat, leader of the Hindu right-wing organization Rashtira Swayam Sivak Sang, said that Mother Teresa's objective was to convert the person who was being served into a Christian. Former RSS spokesperson 
Vaidya supported Bhagwat's assessment, and the organization accused the media of distorting facts about Bhagwat's remarks. Trinamool Congress, Derek O'Brien, leader Atul, Anjan, and Delhi chief minister, Arvind Kher Driwal protested Bhagwat's statement. In 1991, the country's first modern university, Senate of Sarampur College, awarded an honorary doctorate during registrarship. The Satyar Anjan. Elsewhere, Mother Teresa received the Ramon Mag Mag's Essay Award for Peace and International Understanding given for work in South or East Asia in 1962. According to its citation, the Board of Trustees recognizes her merciful cognizance of the abject poor of a foreign land in whose service she has led a new congregation. By the early 1970s, Mother Teresa was an international celebrity. She had been catapulted to fame via Malcolm Muggeridge's 1969 BBC documentary, Something Beautiful for God, before he released a 1971 book of the same name. Muggeridge was undergoing a spiritual journey of his own at the time. During filming, footage shot in poor lighting, particularly at the home for the dying, was thought unlikely to be usable by the crew. The crew had been using new, untested photographic film. In England, the footage was found to be extremely well lit, and Muggeridge called it a miracle of divine light from Teresa. Other crew members said that it was due to a new type of ultra-sensitive Kodak film. Muggeridge later converted to Catholicism. Around this time, the Catholic world began to honor Mother Teresa publicly. Pope Paul VI gave her an inaugural Pope John uh, the Twenty-Third Peace Prize in 1971, commending her work with the poor, her display of Christian charity, and her efforts for peace. She received the Passam in Terrace Award in 1976. After her death, Teresa progressed rapidly on the road to sainthood. She was honored by governments and civilian organizations and appointed an honorary companion of the Order of Australia in 1982 for service to the community of Australia and humanity at large. The United Kingdom and the United States bestowed a number of awards culminating in the Order of Merit in 1983 and Honorary Citizenship of the United States on 16 November 1996. Mother Teresa's Albanian homeland gave her the Golden Honor of the Nation in 1994, but her acceptance of this and the Haitian Legion of Honor was controversial. Mother Teresa was criticized for implicitly supporting the Duvaliers and corrupt businessmen such as Charles Keating and Robert Maxwell. She wrote to the judge of Keating's trial requesting clemency. Universities in India and the West granted her honorary degrees. That's what I'm believing for in 26 days for myself because that's what the Lord told me would happen. 13 honorary PhDs. Other civilian awards included the Balzan Prize for promoting humanity, peace, and brotherhood among peoples. 1978 and the Albert Schweitzer International Prize 1975. In April 1976, Mother Teresa visited the University of Scranton in northeastern Pennsylvania, where she received the Lasorta Medal for Human Service from University President William Byron. She challenged an audience of 4,500 to know poor people in your own home and local neighborhood, feeding others or simply spreading joy and love. 
Mother Teresa continued, the poor will help us grow in sanctity, for they are Christ in the guise of distress, which that is the truth. In August 1987, Mother Teresa received an honorary doctor of social science degree from the university in recognition of her service and her ministry to help the destitute and sick. She spoke to over 4,000 students and members of the Diocese of Scranton about her service to the poorest of the poor, telling them to do small things with great love. During her lifetime, Mother Teresa was among the top ten women in the annual Gallup's Most Admired Man and Women's Polls 18 times, finishing first several times in the 80s and 90s. 1999, she headed Gallup's list of most widely admired people of the 20th century, outpolling all other volunteer dancers by a wide margin. She was first in all major demographic categories except the very young Nobel Peace Prize. In 1979, Mother Teresa received the Nobel Peace Prize for work undertaken in the struggle to overcome poverty and distress, which also constitutes a threat to peace. She refused the conventional ceremonial banquet for laureates, asking that its $192,000 cost be given to the poor in India. Oh, that's beautiful. And saying that earthly rewards were important only if they helped her to help the world's needy. That's how I feel as well. When Mother Teresa received the prize, she was asked, What can we do to promote world peace? She answered, Go home and love your family. I've been blocked from seeing my family in the last three years of this ridiculous contest because they've forced me into homelessness multiple times, negatively impacting my bank account. Car accident July 8th of this year as I was on a mission trip. The Lord told me to go and feed the homeless. I was hit by a car. I was fully insured, as was she. It was her fault. She admitted full fault. Insurance companies refused to provide me any sort of restitution. I hired Morgan and Morgan. They were told by the Democratic Party, by the CCP deep state people, to not work with me. After, they already reached out to businesses, and we got it printed out from the emails. Because the insurance company, he said he didn't reach out to. Two different lawyers. I got... Uh, very confusing. Very confusing. Confusing is not of the Father. I'm going to be very rich. Very rich. Very soon. 26 days. And I'm going to distribute 90% of that money after I turn 40 to the poor. To the poorest of the poor. To teach them. To create therapies to help real people struggling with depression in the world. That's my assignment from the Lord above all lords. Nobody can stop me from this. They will have to kill me in order to stop this mission. And if they kill me, the truth will be revealed. Checkmate. The Lord healed me completely of suicidal ideations in 2018. And that is what these people don't understand. That don't have a relationship with the Father. They don't understand that your thoughts are not your thoughts. Because they are profiting off your pain. Many of these people are profiting in the pharmaceutical industry many of these people are profiting in the student loan industry many of these people are profiting in the cell phone communications industry stealing your intellectual properties through your device at any time they want it's time for the rich to bow down to Jesus Christ and the Father above he has had enough of these thieves What's that, Father? Leviticus.
Leviticus is in the Old Testament. Which, uh, which chapter, Father? 14. 14.5? Yes, 14.5. Then the priest shall order that one of the birds be killed over fresh water in a clay pot. He is then to take the live bird and dip it together with the cedar wood, the scarlet yarn, and the hyssop into the blood of the bird that was killed over the fresh water. Seven times he shall sprinkle the one to be cleansed of the infectious disease and pronounce him clean. He's speaking about uh, leprosy, I believe. Then he is to release the live bird in the open fields. The person to be cleansed must wash his clothes, shave off all his hair, and bathe with water. Then he will be ceremonially clean. After this, he may come into the camp, but he must stay outside his tent for seven days. On the seventh day, he must shave off all his hair. He must shave his head, his beard, his eyebrows, and the rest of his hair. He must wash his clothes and bathe himself with water, and he will be clean. On the eighth day, he must bring two male lambs and one ewe lamb, a year old, each without defect, along with three-tenths of an ephah, a fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering and one log of oil. The priest who pronounced him clean shall present both the one to be cleansed and his offerings before the Lord at the entrance to the tent of meeting. Then the priest is to take one of the male lambs and offer it to a guilt offering or as as a guilt offering along with the log of oil he shall wave them before the Lord as a wave offering. He is to slaughter the lamb in the holy place for the sin offering and the burnt offering are slaughtered. Like the sin offering, the guilt offering belongs to the priest. It is most holy. The priest is to take some of the blood of the guilt offering and put it on the lobe of the right ear of the one to be cleansed, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. The priest shall then take some of the log of oil, pour it in the palm of his own left hand, dip his right forefinger into the oil of his palm, and with his finger sprinkle some of it before the Lord seven times. The priest is to put some of the oil remaining in his palm on the lobe of the right ear of the one to be cleansed on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot on top of the blood of the guilt offering the rest of the oil in his palm the priest shall put on the head of the one to be cleansed and make atonement for him before the lord then the priest is to sacrifice the sin offering and make atonement for the one to be cleansed from his uncleanness after that the priest shall slaughter the burnt offering and offer it on the altar together with the green offering and make atonement for him and he will be clean if however he is poor and cannot afford these he must take one male lamb as a guilt offering to be waived to make atonement for him together with the tenth of an ephah to the fine flour mixed with oil for a grain of offering a log of oil and two doves or two young pigeons which he can afford one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering on the eighth day he must bring them for his cleansing to the priest at the entrance of the tent of meeting before the lord the priest is to take the lamb 
for the guilt offering together with the log of oil and waved them before the Lord as a wave offering. He shall slaughter the lamb for the guilt offering and take some of its blood and put it on the lobe of the right ear of the one to be cleansed on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot. The priest is to pour some of the oil into the palm of his own left hand and with his right forefinger sprinkle some of the oil from his palm seven times before the Lord. Some of the oil in his palm he is to put on the same places he put the blood of the guilt offering on the lobe of the right ear of the one to be cleansed on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot. The rest of the oil in his palm the priest shall put on the head of the one to be cleansed to make atonement for him before the Lord. Then he shall sacrifice the doves or the young pigeons, which the person can afford, one of a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering, together with the grain offering. In this way the priest will make atonement before the Lord on behalf of the one to be cleansed. These are the regulations for anyone who has an infectious skin disease and who cannot afford the regular offerings for his cleansing. It's time It's time for the Holy Spirit to be welcomed back into the medical sector. And that is why in 26 days, my husband and I will be awarded the title of Chief Spiritual Officers of the United States of America. It's the first in history title. That means that we are bringing back the Father to America. In God we trust is on every single bill and every coin until otherwise notified. Now we have freedoms from religion in America. That means that we as Christians, or however you identify, are not allowed to be persecuted for our faith system. I'm not allowed to be blocked from making money in America, which they've proven in the last three years. I'm not allowed to be bullied, cyber-bullied, where they can commit felonies and hack into my device and steal my associations, threaten and bully my associations or pay them off and then kill them. Yeah, they've killed three of my associations, one of which was going to speak on my behalf in court. Cybersecurity expert, one of the original from Apple and Microsoft and Visa. They killed him after they paid him to scan my computer. These people are evil. This Illuminati group is real. And my husband told me that they tried to get him to join that cult when I first met him in 2020. He said they tried to get him to join their evil group multiple times in his lifetime. And he kept telling them no. I said, same here. Then they were deceitful and sent me a fake minister. We are in the end times. People wake up. Wake up. There is a hope beyond a hope. His name is Jesus Christ. So if you desire to have a personal relationship with the Holy Trinity, to have God live and breathe inside you, it's possible and it's free. Nobody can sell it to you. You can't earn it through works. It's a gift. He gives to all of his children. We are all his children. So if you haven't made that commitment yet, Father, is it all right for me to close it out or do you want me to say something else? Oh, he's sending me to James. James. James is in the New Testament. It's right after Hebrews. Philemon, Hebrews, James. James 2, 16. If one of you says to him, Go, I wish you well. Keep warm and well fed, but does 
nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Amen. That is how I live my life. In the last three years, they have proven the richest of the richest Christian private church group, 10,000 members worldwide. They didn't help me at all. They told me the assignment was to feed the poor in America, to feed the poor in our communities. I asked for help from their top person. Pastor Joel Osteen and Tony Robbins. That is their private church group. They didn't help. So I'm going to meet both of them because I believe they knew about this contest and I believe they had to wait for the appointed time to see who would win this competition. And I blew all the competitors way out of the water because it's not me who did it. It's the Holy Spirit working through me. So far in my lifetime, I've created 52 alternative therapies in 37 years. Some of which are completed and we executed, and uh, some of them are in development. Some of them are in the idea stage. Um, some of them were stolen. <laughs> but the Lord knows all, sees all, and is above all, and will restore all to his children. Nobody steals from his children without his permission. Uh, in the last three years, minus 26 days, I've developed 94 songs. Now, today's my mother's birthday. Uh, the Holy Spirit told me I'm going to be working on a song later today. It'll be my 95th song. I have no idea what the, the topic of it will be. But um, he's gifted me 94 songs so far. Not all of them are done. Some of them are. I wrote a song with my mom earlier this year, the weekend where I was hit by a car and survived that accident 80 75 to 80 miles an hour she was driving when she came into my lane i believe she experienced a trance if we asked her private medical information i bet she got the injection cyber warfare they are hacking into people's bodies through the injection remote attacks in america and all over the world making it look like it's accidents now, there's, there are nanobot technologies in the injections. I don't know if it's in all of them, but I did see a video from a doctor in the UK in 2020, and I don't think she's on this earth anymore because she told the truth of what the ingredients were. The pandemic has been the plans of the enemy to depopulate the world so that we have space again. The Internet's going to get shut down in November. The fastest-growing profitable business, the evil dark business, is, is the sex slavery of children, the harming of children. That is the Illuminati group. They tried to get me to join their cult, and I refused. I refused it, and they signed a contract with the Blackwater Alumni Group that protects all the presidents of America. They had to trick her so good and trick all of them so good. They had to make it valuable enough for her to not have me killed. She would have paid anybody. If she had access to all the money in the world, she could have paid anybody. So they had to make it look so believable and get her, convince her to sign a three-year contract to steal from me for three years so they could pull all of these evil people out of the woodworks, all these rats, and trace the money trail. Money is truth. So a lot of these people that were in my circle aren't in my circle anymore. I've had to learn to let a lot of people go. A lot of people go. But Jesus Christ 
is my best friend. So even though they tried to kill my husband and I last year, and he had to lie to my face and tell me he wanted a divorce, and then his buddies were bullying, cyberbullying me. I mean, we're talking terrible bullying, sending me text messages of my email address, my first email address. I think I was in sixth grade. They sent me a text message showing me that they had access to all of my information. That's beyond creepy. That's who's running our government. That's the truth. But I survived that. And I know they had to do what they had to do. I trust them all. Well, I don't trust them all. But I trust my husband and the true warriors of light. And they've traced all the bullies. Every single one of them. There's going to be a lot of people that go to prison. Or are obliterated off the face of the earth. Crimes against children. Military law. Not forgivable. If you get caught in the act, you are killed. That's, that's like treason. Instant death. What's that, Father? You want me to talk about Jamie Foxx and the Prime Minister of Israel? Of Israel? Yes, he says. The Prime Minister of Israel is a top-ranking Illuminati member. If he's still alive, he will be killed. That is what the Lord said. It will be done. He has profited off the harming of children of the world. The Lord reveals the, the people's names to me, top-level leaders' names. Jamie Foxx, he will be killed publicly. They will show his face on Fox News, CNN, ABC. It's not a family-friendly episode. Can I ask why, Father? Why are they going to show that publicly? He says they need to make an example to the Illuminati. He says that I reign supreme. No one harms my children. Okay? It will be done. So the prime minister will be killed publicly. He says yes. He will be burned. He will be burned at the stake. We're talking Joan of Arc times. She was wrongfully burned at the stake. She had spiritual gifts. I don't desire to die a terrible death, but I do know that I serve the Lord above all lords, and I protect children, I protect the vulnerable. I follow the scriptures, what the scriptures say. All of the scriptures. And I'm learning. He's giving me verses. He's giving me different things to equip me to help teach you how to be a more loving person to people of all faith systems, of all socioeconomic status, to all people. There is a huge agenda, huge agenda out there to cause division everywhere. And it's, it's from the enemy. It is what it is. When I was a kid, being a homosexual person was not something that was publicly accepted in the church. There has been so much change to all churches Now, we have family members that choose to be gay. Some believe they're born gay. 
Some believe they are not born gay. There are certain animal species that change, uh, their genders change, like the uh, seahorse and whatnot. Uh, what I believe is that the Lord desires for us to serve and worship him first and foremost and to not have sex with anybody. That's what I believe. That's top level connection to God, the creator, whatever you want to call him or her. Some people identify he as a she. It is a little weird for me to identify God as a she, but I'm learning to be respectful of other people's belief systems. There in the Latin origin of the Holy Spirit is actually from the feminine origin. I believe that the father of all of us is above all gender because we are all created in his image. And I believe he has been very angry at the world for harming women and, and young girls for a long time. Yes, men have been harmed as well. But I believe that's why you're seeing a rise of a lot of women ministers and women pastors because he has called a lot of us to become leaders to protect the children of the world. It's, it's a sick thing that's happening all over the world and the church is rising up. When Paul Revere came to warn that the enemy was coming. He didn't warn the military. He went to the churches. That's where the people were hiding. So you have to keep that in mind. This is a war. This is a spiritual war that's been going on for thousands of years since the beginning of time. So are you going to choose love and light? Or are you going to choose darkness and wrath? I will die. A noble death. People will know that I have chosen to love people at all costs. You can still love people and have curse words come out of your mouth. Now, I'm working on not cursing as much. I've had people try to kill me 37 times since 2018. And I'm still standing. And I, I have tried my best to be kind to these people, but they've blocked me from making money for three years in America. It's been the worst three years. But I'm not dead yet, so obviously he still has a purpose for me, and he has a purpose for you as well. And I imagine that Mother Teresa had to go through, and I read through it, she had to go through a lot of discrimination against, for her being a woman, and also the different religious belief systems. People were saying terrible things about her even after she died because she was advertising that she was helping the poor. And people started sharing the story. That's the love of Jesus, being the hands and feet of Jesus. And they didn't want her advertising how poor their community was. That's political leaders covering up the truth. It's exactly what I did when I was allowed to, when my hero of 2020 invited me after I launched Aaron Nicole Ministries for free for veterans and first responders and hosted online concerts towards the end of the year. He said... He reached back out to me after disappearing for like eight, nine months. Um, and uh, he invited me to feed the homeless. And he asked me, he said, would you film it? We won't film people's faces, but film the slums in America. People need to see the truth. And I did. We got the pe people's permission. We fed 50 people's families. I went to my local food bank. And I got food from them, and then I spent money on my credit card because these rich people, Tony Robbins and Joel Osteen's rich church, 10,000 church members, the richest church members of the Christian faith, that's what they told me, 
from all over the world. None of them helped me. And I knew the Lord assigned it to me. And so I spent money on my credit card that I didn't have. I was being a Lyft driver. I was paying my bills on time. I was being obedient. But these people, they forced me to move. They forced me to spend extra money, get hit by a, a car this last year. Insurance companies made $10 billion in the last 12 months, and they haven't paid me anything, and they've bullied me through the emails. They offered me a $500 settlement. That's beyond disrespectful. I've been refused medical treatment in America because I'm poor. I'm a married veteran spouse with zero rights in America. The Blackwater Alumni Group, terrible group for veteran spouses with this leader in power. I know they're going to change laws after we sign contracts. No veteran spouse is going to go through what I've been through. I don't wish this to be repeated for anyone else, but I have to share the truth, the reality of America. It looks bad. It looks bad on our leadership. It's the truth. And that means, if it is the truth and it's not good, that everything is fixable and we can change. But that means we need to come together as a nation and stop trying to cause division. Illuminati is on both political parties. That is what they proved. What's that, Father? Speak about Lieutenant Colonel Oakland McCullough. What about him? You want me to say that? What do you want me to talk about him? Okay. I reached out to him for help, emergency help, and he didn't help me. I know he makes a lot of money and he just retired from the military. I reached out to him in an emergency and he didn't help me at all. And he got free promotions in our therapy experience last year. I reached out to him for help to call the sheriff when I was wrong, fully accused of harassment from my previous boss that owes me $11,400. I don't know if he called that sheriff or not, because then two months later, I got falsely arrested after someone tried to break into my house and I had to call 911 and I didn't give my address on the 911 dispatch number. But they found me anyway, and that's what the sheriff told me. We have ways of finding you. And then the next day, my brake lights were snipped, pinched. This Blackwater alumni group, they have power and access. The man that came to my house in 2020 from Biden's team told me he has the ability to use the sheriffs all over the United States. And it was sheriffs that came to my house. It was sheriffs that I didn't give my address to. Lieutenant Colonel Oakland McCullough is not in my circle anymore. He made his decision. It doesn't mean I hate him, but he made his decision to not help me in a time of need. My mother had to send me emergency money from her savings. She is a widow. She takes care of her grandchildren. And my husband and I were forced to separate with zero contact for a year and a half when they tried to kill us. There are many rhinos. And there are many fake patriots that have forgotten their faith system. Lieutenant Colonel Oakland McCullough comes from the Catholic Church. He asked me why I was reaching out to him when I was driving to the Voice of the Martyrs 
physical location because I tried to call them and the phone got hung up on. He said, so you're asking me for money? I said, yes, I'm in a 911 emergency. If you know anyone that can help, send me any money. I said, these people have targeted me. They flipped my bank upside down. They used satellite interceptions. They tried to kill my husband and me last year. I said, I've had zero communication with my husband. I don't know what is going on. I was falsely accused. And I am about out of cash. That's what they try to do. If you refuse to join their cult, they drain your money. And then they kill you. And then they make up a fake story to make it look like you've committed suicide. Just because you shared your truth. That you struggle with it. I don't struggle anymore. The Lord healed me. Now, depression is something I'm born with. It's not going to be going away. It's like asthma. You don't get rid of it. You learn how to maintain your condition and how you maintain it is what the Lord taught me how to do. My pillars of Move Happy, our pillars, because this is a Move Happy movement that has transformed the world. Mindset, community, fitness. And then I added the fourth pillar, music, because that's my personality. That is why all of these rich organizations are very threatened because the Holy Spirit healed me for free. And I teach you how to do it. Now we believe in pharmaceutical if you need it. I take EHT and it was almost, it was days away from becoming a pharmaceutical drug. But the inventors of the medicine, a father and son, I got to meet them at a conference where we launched the product. They desired for it to get to the masses at affordable rates. So they partnered with Jeff Olson. They created the product in their bioscience laboratory on the property of Princeton Labs. Now they can't claim that claim, but I don't make any money off of their business anymore. I, I am a customer, so I can say whatever I want. I have taken EHT since 2015. I took the year off of 2020 when I was forced into isolation in Georgia, stuck in another state that I wasn't a resident in because a veteran tricked me, conned me into going over there because his mother paid all his bills and he lied to me and told me he had a business and all kinds of things and they were going to help me expand. Now, he was a plant from the FBI, from all the plans of trying to destroy my business, my reputation, my life, my history, my story. Nobody can stop this mission that the Lord assigned me to. 26 days till I get my husband back. 26 days. Mother Teresa lives and breathes within me. That's the Holy Spirit's supernatural power of everlasting life. Is there anything else, Father? James 2, 3. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom? He promised those who love him, but you have insulted the poor. Is it not the rich who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones who are dragging you into the court? Are they not the ones who are slandering the noble name of him to whom 
you belong. If you really keep the royal law found in scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. I try my best to be merciful to people that most would say probably don't deserve it, because none of us deserve mercy. None of us do. It's been exhausting since I entered this contest. It's been nonstop crisis after crisis because anytime I would share my journey on social media, then they would hack in and block me from any level of success. They had to. They had to because they signed a contract to block me from making money, to block my events so that this Illuminati group wouldn't kill me. So anytime they reached out and said, nope, we don't want her to do that, then they had to oblige. But what they didn't know is that my husband's team, well, when he was just my hero before we got married, they were tracing everything. He never told me any of this. He, all he said was just, hey, just keep being yourself. Just keep being obedient to what the Lord tells you to do. That's all he told me so that I wouldn't be involved in it. It's been terrible. They've used me as bait, but I'm a tough lady and they've seen it. They've seen me continue to just rise up from the ashes like a phoenix. And my husband and his, his boys, wherever they're at, my, my warriors of light, and I'm sure there's ladies as well. Um, call them my night watchers or my warriors of light. I know the true patriots. I know they see the good in me. I know they show me grace and mercy because I am showing others grace and mercy that don't deserve it. But they also believe in justice. And if you allow for evil to continue, it spreads like a poisonous uh, venom. And if you get stung by a bee, that's one thing. That's pretty fixable. But if you get, if you get a spider bite from a poisonous, we'll say like the wolf spider or whatever, I don't know any other spider names. You get, you get, you get pricked by something poisonous or a snake, very poisonous, right? You look and you start to see, and if that poison starts to go up in the direction in your skin towards your heart, you know you got a problem. You got to get the antidote right away. And the antidote, the antidote to all problems is the blood of Jesus. To all problems. He will give you clarity of thought. He will solve your problems. He can stop time. He can reverse bad situations. He can turn things around for your good. It's unexplainable. That is the supernatural power of Jesus Christ. He was, when I read Leviticus to you and the, the rules of the medical spiritual leaders to kill a a lamb without defect. He became our lamb when he died on the cross because he lived a whole life. He never sinned, ever. 
on earth. He lived a perfect life to be our example of how we're supposed to live on earth. And then they crucified him because they were afraid because he had so many powers, because he had all the powers of the Father above. The Father gives us all those powers as well. When Jesus died on the cross and then he rose again, he became the ultimate lamb, the ultimate sacrifice. So that's why we don't do those sacrifices anymore in the world. He became the ultimate one. He broke the mold of how religion was formulated. He showed us all, all of us, that love is the most powerful force in the world. So if you desire to have a personal relationship with him, and to have God reside within you in your temple, in your body, it's a free gift. Okay, he's giving me another verse. I'm not quite done yet. We're getting close, though. I can sense it. First Thessalonians, he's sending me to. First, oh, I went the wrong way. First Thessalonians. Oh, I'm getting so excited, Father. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. First, which one? First, 3.13. 1 Thessalonians 3.13. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. Amen. Oh, that's the Holy Spirit working through me, sending me to verses in the Bible. I desired, I had this desire when I was a little girl to know the Bible, but I couldn't remember anything I was reading. That's what child abuse does. That's what sexualizing little girls and little boys does. It damages your brain, but the Lord can heal everything. So be grateful. Speak out, speak aloud your gratitude. Don't grumble and complain if you are listening to the show and you are a child or a young adult and you live under your parents or your adoptive parents or grandparents' household, be respectful of those that you live with and and ask them how you can help make the house a better place. Be respectful of elders. Be kind to people everywhere. Now, if people are abusing you, speak up. If it's your parents or grandparents and you're listening to this, speak up to the teachers or the elders in your church and ask them to report it to the authorities. But the danger about this Illuminati group is that they've even paid out some CPS workers. So it's very, hmm, it's a very complex thing that's going on in the world right now. Prayer works. None of us are guaranteed any number of days. What's happening to little girls and little boys in the world is despicable and they're trying to cover up the truth. Maui was another Epstein Island they were trying to create in America. Those rich, any of them that get caught, will be destroyed. That's what the Lord said, completely obliterated off the face of the earth, 100 generations of their family history wiped off the face of the earth. That is what the Lord commands. He is all things and created all things, and he doesn't like people harming children. He doesn't like people profiting off of any kind of slavery. Anything else, Father, before I wrap it up? James 2.9. All right, back to James. James 2.9. James 2.9. 
I already read this, but I'm reading again. He wants to make sure this is emphasized. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. That was something that I learned from Rebecca Chisholm. She was my hero, my protector, one of many heroes. She was a veteran spouse. She was my dad's, um, she married my dad's best friend. She was my mom's best friend. My parents made very good choices in their friends. And um, she was the hands and feet of Jesus. I would say she was a good example like Mother Teresa. She helped many people in the communities, many families. She always had her little three-by-five cards of Bible verses. She was studying scriptures, and then she would teach me scriptures. My mom and I didn't have a great relationship when I was a child. I was very angry at my mom for not protecting me. But I didn't know how to communicate to my mom what was happening because there was a lot of shame behind the abuse. And Rebecca knew what was going on. She knew because she sensed it. And so she would take me out on outings to help my mom have some free time to not have so much stress because my mom was a single parent because my dad was gone most of my life. And then he died when I was 30. I didn't get a lot of time with my dad. Rebecca was one of those people that taught me not to show favoritism. She used to work in a hotel at the front desk. She said there would be these famous people who would say, don't you know who I am? And she'd say, I really don't care. You need to get in line. <laughs> you can't cut in line. I don't care who you are or how much money you make. She made sure nobody was favored. <laughs> and that's when a lot of these rich people got upset because I channel her when I need to. And that's the truth. You can't discriminate against my faith system in America. And uh, I'm trying my best to not show favoritism. Now, there's a difference when you are in business and people pay more money to have greater access to your services or the products that you offer. So they should, you know, it, it should make sense that if someone's paying you more that you should be providing them maybe more access to your energy and your time. The problem with that is if then you become a political leader or you have a government job and then they think that it's you're using favors and money to uh, allow people to have positions and whatnot. That's where the line, the, the line is drawn in the sand. So I'm learning. This is a position that my husband and I will be getting in 26 days. Uh, I'm learning to protect our intellectual properties to protect our business integrity, to protect our faith system, and to protect your religious freedoms. Whatever you choose to identify as your faith system. That's what the United States military stands for, and they pay chaplains to provide for spiritual guidance to all military personnel. So they're going to recognize my husband and I We'll have certificates, official certificate seals from all the military branches of the United States military as respected chaplains in 26 days. They're not going to discriminate against me anymore for my faith system. And I'm going to learn about other faith systems in order to provide dignity and respect for the poor. Like Mother Teresa. And our monies will be public. People will see exactly where our money comes from and exactly how we allocate it. There, are, there will be no secrets for the entirety of my lifetime commitment to Erin Nicole Ministries. And I can't wait. I can't wait 
to see how powerful the Lord is and to demonstrate his, his greatness in choosing love. Because that's what he had his son die for us all to do. He said, love the Lord your God with your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. All of it. And to love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's, that's me simplifying the Bible for you. You don't have to know it all to be able to make a difference. And he can teach you the more you spend time with him. Don't show favoritism to anybody, no matter how much or how little bank account they have. I've had to deal with a bunch of nasty men since I got a smartphone that have tried their best to have relationships with me or to turn me into a prostitute or a whore. And when I turn them down, then they get rude and they slander my name to their buddies. I've had to deal with a bunch of military men be disgusting and rude towards me. One I used to date. Yeah, back in 2016. He reversed his vasectomy after we had broken up. He wanted to marry me so bad. But I was like his, I would have been his fifth wife. And he was trying to rush me. We weren't dating and he reversed his vasectomy. And when I refused to date him any further, he got mad and slandered my name to a bunch of military people. I've had to deal with a bunch of assholes. Bunch of asshole men. But I married the best man in the world last year. Nobody's going to be slandering my name any further. And if they do, I don't really care. The Lord restores my reputation and my husband is extremely protective and he'll make sure everything gets handled. The Lord can mute people's voices. He could do anything. I, the Lord fights my battles for me. I ain't afraid of nobody. Ain't nobody bullying Aaron Nicole any further. <clears throat> All right, Father, anything else? James 3.9. James 3 9. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. <clears throat> I'm working on not cursing so much. I'm working on it. Really working on it. Really working on it. Nobody's perfect. He can use you just as you are. I can't wait to see how far I grow by this time next year. And then the next year, and the next year. Because most of my life, I didn't have much joy. Because I wasn't being protected as a kid. I wasn't being listened to when I spoke up about pains. And then in college, that wasn't good. I wasn't truly applying the principles that have been available to me the whole time. But the Lord has been teaching me and training me and allowing me to be myself. That's what free will is all about. And when I spend more time with him, that's when I'm most joyful. So I can't wait. Whew. I can't wait for the rest of my life and to bless as many people as possible. Anything else, Father? Leviticus. Back to the Old Testament. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. <clears throat> Leviticus 2.13. Season all your grain offerings with salt. Do not leave the salt of the covenant of your God out of your grain offerings and salt to all your offerings. 
Keep reading, Father. If you bring a grain offering of first fruits to the Lord, offer crushed heads of new grain roasted in the fire, put oil and incense on it. It is a grain offering. The priest shall burn the memorial portion of the crushed grain and the oil together with all the incense as an offering made to the Lord by fire. So the, the part about the sea salt, or excuse me, the um, season all your grain offerings with salt. So salt is actually a protectant against um, the rotting of the grains. I learned that from our friends. It lived out in the rat hole. <laughs> That's literally what their town was called. It was three houses out in the country in the Olympic Peninsula in Washington State. They were uh, the family members of my mom's friend from the church, Renessa, uh, not Renessa, Marilyn. Mar Marilyn L. Sasser. Her family. Laurel was her sister, sister-in-law. can't remember. Laurel, they had Lake Laurel, her husband created a lake for her and named it after her. They had many kids. They were very firm believers in the end times, very spiritually connected to the divine. Um, I hung out with Eve and Esther, and I think their brother's name was Nate. They had a bunch of kids. They had like eight or ten kids. Um, some of them were older and had their own families and whatnot. They uh, lived on a little farm. They had an airstrip. They had... Um, this barn where they had this big bag of salt and I said what's this salt for and we would we would eat little kernels of salt because it tasted good for some reason we liked it and they said well the salt just having the salt in the room even in the bag I didn't even have to touch anything but somehow the salt was able to keep mold away from the hay the hay was used to feed the horses and they um they did everything they did they handled everything in-house to keep their costs low for for running their farm to take care, be self-sufficient people. I learned about that. The real life people following the scriptures in their real life. Now, the, the Father provides for all our needs according to his riches and glory. Anything else, Father? Okay, he says, nope, I want you to wrap it up nice and slow. All right, sometimes I say the... Uh, the call to action, I guess, a little bit too fast. So I want to make sure if you desire to have a personal relationship with him, just repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this gift of salvation. I can't earn it or buy it. You give it freely to those who believe in your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, I know that I am a sinner and I make mistakes, but I don't desire to any further. Please come into my heart and show me better ways to love you and to love others. Thank you. I receive this gift. In your name I pray. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, we want to welcome you to the family. Your next step is to get plugged into a Bible-based church in person, not online. Not online. Online can be good, but the internet's going to be shut down in November, so I want you to get plugged in with real people. The internet shuts down, phone lines won't work. So get plugged in with real people so they will know your face, they will know your name, and if you have children, they will be able to help 
your kids get plugged into churches that have first responders, tell the first responders what's going on so they can start preparing and protecting their community members and start planning to protect the kids. Because when the internet goes down, these people aren't going to have access to their bank accounts, the ones that are harming the children and abducting the kids. So they won't be able to pay all these people that are involved in the Illuminati. And those Illuminati people are going to be upset and they're going to start getting crazy, I imagine. I imagine they'll get real crazy and they're going to start misbehaving and probably, I imagine, they'll get worse with the abductions of children because they won't have access to their bank accounts. So then they'll start doing things off script and that's where first responders will catch them more quickly. Siphoning their access to money. I don't know how long the internet's going to be down for, but I know it's going to be down, and I know phone lines won't work. Landlines won't work. Trains will work. If the li- I don't know if the lights are going to go out. I don't know how far the internet goes, but I know that it's connected to the banks. I know many gas stations use the internet to pump gas. A lot of people are going to be isolated very quickly. So you need to start planning, worst case scenario. If you have um, if you have arms, if you have weapons in your home, you let the first responders know in your church that you have weapons and that you're trained. And if they need assistance, that you can be a volunteer person. I know with certainty that the mark of the beast has already been injected into military, United States military persons. That is what my hero told me. But what that means for us is that we can't trust our government leaders. We can't trust top-level military people. If they got the injection, the mark of the beast, they are no longer of sound mind. They've, lo- they've sold their, their eternity to the devil. Now there's nothing to fear. For fear is not of God. If you just made a commitment to the Father, you have eternity with Him. None of us are guaranteed a number of days, but I will fight to protect children at all costs. I will fight to protect the vulnerable at all costs. I have spiritual gifts. I know these people look out for me. I'm not afraid of anything. If Jesus could walk the earth for 40 days and 40 nights and not have any water or food, then I know we could do it too. They will try their best to get us all to fight each other. World War III is coming very soon. We need good leaders in place. Become that top 10% in your community. This is very serious. Children will need sound maternal leaders to keep their minds on positive things. So if you are a teacher, volunteer in your Sunday school if you have time and if you feel led to lead. Teaching them songs. Songs, music is powerful. Spiritual songs, very powerful to protect the mind. That's what helped to protect my mind when I was being abused as a kid in private, in secret, in a Christian home. It can happen anywhere. These people are profiting a lot of money off the kids of the world. 
and they've been doing it right under our noses in America. 49% of the abductions occur in America. That is what the Holy Spirit revealed to me a few episodes ago. The reason why they're not closing the border is because they are involved in it. Our leadership is involved in profiting off the children of the world, and that is the siphoning power we are getting rid of. All over the world, if you're listening to like Christine Kane, who's a minister in Australia, um, Lisa Harper, these people are sharing the truth that they are catching these bad guys and they are rescuing children. We want to continue that, continue doing that. Um, yeah. Anything else, Father? You want them to donate? Okay, whatever you feel led to donate to Aaron Nicole Ministries, um, org. I'll spell it out for you. If you have money to donate. If you don't, then please pray for our family. E-R-I-N-N-I-C-O-L-E-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S dot O-R-G. Any amount you feel led to. Could be a dollar, five dollars, a million, a thousand, whatever you feel led to. Once my husband and I are reunited in 26 days, uh, we'll sign contracts, everything. We'll hire a website person to make our monies public. These people, these evil Illuminati people, they remotely hacked into my device last fall and created fake bank accounts and committing identity theft, felonies, in my device. They profited off of my name remotely. They tried to get me involved in money laundering. They tried to get me involved in all the January 6th nonsense. It is communists that have taken over America. But rest assured that the commander-in-chief is still in charge and they've been tracing all the illegal activities. So be patient and trust in the process. Trump will be back in office next year. He will be reinstated. That's what the Lord told me. Anything else, Father? Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. And we'll see you next time.